Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And we welcome you in to Full Slate, a Blue Wire gambling podcast. My name is Greg Frank. On a Friday afternoon, you listen to this as we get you set for the Friday slate in the late afternoon and early evening in the National Basketball Association and the National Hockey League NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs. There's a lot to digest, and I'm going to give you some playoff picks on this Friday, August the 21st. You can find me and all of my gambling picks on Twitter at Undercover Greg and also give our podcast a follow at full underscore slate underscore pod as our producer Alex runs that account. And uh, certainly for all of your gambling innuendo, uh, check out full slate pod on Twitter. Again, that's at full underscore slate underscore pod as we move along through the first round of the NHL and the NBA playoffs. Let's jump right in and go to the hardwood first. We'll take a break and then hit the ice on the other side. Four games today in the association getting started at 1.30 Eastern with the Toronto Raptors and the Brooklyn Nets as these are all best of seven first round series in the NBA as the uh, NBA opened its first round earlier this week. We have the Toronto Raptors with a two-games-to-none series advantage on the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, I'll just say this right off the bat. I don't know when in the day you're going to be listening to this, so I probably would have wanted to avoid a 1.30 Eastern tip-off for a pick anyway, but I don't have a lot here as we have the Brooklyn Nets as an 11-point underdog against the Toronto Raptors, a total of 219.5 in this game. Uh, And I I just have a general aversion to laying this kind of number. I I would lean to the Raptors. I did it yesterday, laid the big number with the Bucks, who had lost the first game against the Magic. Uh, But obviously... It's a steep number, and it's a Brooklyn team that it, it probably is is on its way out, right? I, I don't think anybody really has serious expectations for this Nets team as they continue to wait for Kevin Durant for the 2020-2021 season. Uh, but, you know, it is the third game of the series, and 
if there's ever an opportunity for Brooklyn to kind of rally the troops and at least be competitive, it, it might be this afternoon. Uh, I, I still have a strong lean towards Toronto, and if I had to play this side, I would lay it. Uh, nothing really on the total, um, but uh, just some general observations so far in the NBA playoffs. As I mentioned, I don't normally like to lay big numbers, but favorites have fared pretty well so far. Uh, 10-6 and six against the spread entering on entering Friday, I should say. Uh, and uh, unders have actually done pretty well as well. Nine and seven uh, games going under the total. And, and I think there's some logic there, right? We've seen favorites come in because so often we talk about motivation when handicapping the NBA and, you know, do the LA Clippers care, right? Because, you know, they're probably the best example of it and we'll get to them later. But they kind of build it, built everything up towards the postseason where you manage Kawhi Leonard's load. We saw it work for the Toronto Raptors last year. You know, then you get in the playoffs, then you kick it up a notch. And that's what the real contenders can do. And and this year's Raptors, even uh, Sands Leonard, are absolutely uh, a contender. And so uh, I, I would expect them to make quick work of the Nets. And I would expect them to roll right through this series. Again, it's a shorthanded Nets team that we really didn't have any serious expectations for entering the bubble once we knew that Kevin Durant wasn't coming back. Uh, really not that interested in this series. Therefore, I'm not that interested in this game either. Uh, so Toronto and Brooklyn, the first game of the day, is going to be a pass for me as far as the gambling is concerned. Let's go to the late afternoon game where we have the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets playing game three of a series that is tied at one. Uh, and really the big headliner here is the veteran point guard for Utah, Mike Connolly, who is listed as probable for this game at 4.30 Eastern time. Uh, back in the bubble uh, and was practicing uh, with Utah. So it sounds like he is uh, set to make his playoff debut for the Jazz, but nonetheless, I am interested in this game from uh, a, a combination of the side and the total. That's right, I'm going to play a team total in this game, as uh, we have a short Denver favorite here. Denver is laying one and a half and a total of 219 in this one, but as I said, the team total is what I'm interested in, and it is going to go under the Jazz team total of 109 and a half. Juiced minus a dollar fourteen, so your book might be dealing one oh nine, one oh eight and a half. I still think you'd be okay. Would play it down to one oh seven and a half. And basically, I'll tell you here's what I'm seeing. We have two of the better defensive teams in the Western Conference squaring off in this series. And I mentioned that uh, unders, excuse me, have been profitable uh, if you just blindly took every under in the NBA playoffs as they are 9-7 and seven so far. But the Denver Nuggets, and, and, and maybe you could attribute some of their success defensively to the altitude. It's always something that we talk about when we're handicapping Denver teams. But the Denver Nuggets have struggled on the defensive end of the floor in these first two games against Utah. And, I, and Mike Conley was not there, and yet Utah was able to put up 124 points in a blowout victory and you know we talk about unders having a lot of success in the NBA postseason but believe it or not with two of the better defensive teams in the Western Conference 
we've seen a pair of overs uh, in this series and easy overs at that uh, as we had 229 total points in game two uh, total was 216 and a half so no sweat on the over there and then game one was even easier 135 to 125 for Denver in overtime uh, total was just 214 and a half so I do think we're going to see some positive regression for the Nuggets on the defensive end of the floor. And again, that's why I like the Jazz team total under. Another thing I always kind of like to look at, uh, whether it is uh, playing totals, team totals, uh, sides, whatever, is just how do we identify outlier performances. Jordan Clarkson had 26 points for Utah, and he's always been kind of a guy that could heat up and score uh to the tune of 26 points against the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs as he had in Game 2. I'm inclined to obviously think that won't happen, especially with Mike Conley coming back. Another thing that I kind of look at and think is a good angle for actually a team total under because, you know, he's their veteran floor general. You get him back. Are there going to be some early chemistry issues uh, on the offensive end of the floor for Utah as well? So I think this is going to be more of the muck it up type game that both of these teams are comfortable playing. Obviously, we know that the defensive anchor for Utah is Rudy Gobert and is a guy that is always seemingly in defensive player of the year discussions. So I really, when I look at this game, I, I just don't see any way that the Nuggets don't find their way defensively because that's going to be their calling card, right? I mean, you think about Denver and yes, they have Jamal Mur- Jamal Murray who at times can really fill it up and Nikola Jokic is a well-rounded, versatile player offensively, but they're not going to beat you with offense, right? We think about some of these other series and the LA Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks, there's big name scorers there, Luka Doncic, Chris Stamps, Porzingis, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Same thing in the Portland and Lakers series. You're going you're, you're gonna to get some higher scoring games there. And as I said, yet here we are now talking about Denver and Utah, uh, which is probably the, you know, the most unsexy playoff matchup in the West. Uh, and yet we have a pair of overs. And, and this total has been bet down from the opener, uh, 220, uh, as I said, I'm seeing 219, 218 and a half. So it does seem like there's been some support for the under. And again, I think it makes a lot of sense. So I think that the Jazz team total under is the play uh, that I'm interested in, uh, again, because I think that Denver is the team with slightly more to hash out on the defensive end of the floor. And again, that's kind of where they're going to make their money and butter their bread uh, if you're the Denver Nuggets. they got to defend better, uh, and it's a team that I would count on to do so. Remember, this was a Denver team that was feels like ages ago, but was in Game 7 on its home floor in the second round against the Portland Trailblazers last year. Lost the game, uh, but still one game away from the Western Conference Finals. And it's a similar similarly designed Denver team where they're going to really need to defend well to find their way and really make a run in the Western Conference playoffs this year. So the Jazz team total under 109.5 is my play for the second game in the NBA. I think Utah uh, regresses offensively. Denver finds its form. I would lean to the Nuggets on the side, uh, but I just think we're going to see a game, you know, first to 105 wins this third game of the Utah and Denver series.
Uh, let's keep moving. We're going to run through each of the other two NBA games uh, as uh, we have the Philadelphia 76ers, if we want to call it, playing host to the Boston Celtics in Game 3. Boston a five-point favorite, a total of 217.5. And, And, you know, this is something that I talked about last week on my episode, uh, baseball-heavy episode last week with uh, Jordan, uh, big three-for-three on gambling Twitter, uh, big baseball guy. But what we discussed was having intel on your favorite teams just as fans and being able to remain objective and know when to bet on them and know when to bet against them. And I am a Sixers fan, uh, and I felt like this series was going to go one of two ways. I thought that, you know, Philly was either going to kind of rally the troops and band together and play its best basketball against a rival that eliminated them from the postseason two years ago. The Sixers actually fared pretty well against in the regular season, so I did think that the series price at 3-1 to one was kind of interesting and that the Sixers could definitely make a series out of this, or we were going to see what we've seen recently out of the Sixers, and that is just a team that looks to have packed it in, a coach that is on the way out the door in Brett Brown, and a team that you don't really want any part of. And therefore, I thought if we were going to have a long series, it was going to be advantage Sixers, and Joel Embiid was going to be the best player on the floor. And conversely, if Boston got out early, then we weren't going to see much pushback from Philly. So while to my own undoing. I did think that the Sixers series price was a little longer than it should have been, and I thought it was worth an investment. I am quickly moving on from that, and it clearly appears as if the Boston Celtics are going to run right through a Philadelphia team that appears to have checked out. I know Gordon Hayward's not there for the Celtics, but obviously Ben Simmons remains sidelined for Philadelphia, and he is their best perimeter defender, uh, and they're counting on the rookie Matisse Thibel a lot to contain Jason Tatum. And really, even if he can, which really that has been uh, a tough task as well, Jason Tatum has been the one who's been the best player on the floor, not Joel Embiid. Uh, but it just seems like from top to bottom, this is a Sixers team that is ready to hit the golf course and get out of the Orlando bubble and uh, and, and move on to the offseason, make a coaching change. And, and I just don't know where their heads are at entering this game three against the Boston Celtics. And conversely, you look at Boston, and I think that, you know, the Bucks obviously have shown some vulnerability losing that first game of their best of seven to Orlando. I don't think anybody's really that concerned about Milwaukee as far as you know, getting out of the first round. But could this be a three-horse race in the East with Milwaukee, Toronto, and, and Boston? It kind of feels that way. And so when we have a contender you know, uh, uh, that could very easily, I, I, I don't, uh, well, I shouldn't say easily, but still get out of the East against a team like the Sixers that really just does not seem to have any interest in playing. I think it gets pretty simple pretty quickly, and we're going to back the Boston Celtics here and uh, bring it back to the point I made at the beginning of this handicap when we were discussing, you know, what we said last week. When you know your team, you should know when to fade them, and when to bet against, bet on them. And if you just want to stay, steer clear of your team altogether and not get involved, I respect that. But don't be too much of a homer and solely bet on them. I've paid attention to the Sixers. 
I don't think there's any reason to think now after losing the first two games. Game one, a close game that they could have stolen. It was right there. And then they get off to a good start in game two, and the last three quarters are an absolute disaster for Philly. And the Sixers get blown out in the second game. And the way we saw them finish that game two suggested to me that, again, it's a team that has thrown in the towel, waving the white flag, and there's no reason whatsoever to back the Sixers right now. 128-101. to the Boston Celtics end up taking game two. And again, that's with the Sixers holding a six-point lead after one quarter, a lead that was as high as 14 in the first quarter for the Sixers. So the first five quarters of this series, the Sixers very much Boston's equal, probably could have won game one, probably should have. But then game two, they come out, and it looks like they put them behind them, and they're ready to compete again. And then they allow 38 points to Boston in the second quarter. And all of a sudden, Boston takes an eight-point lead into the locker room. And the second half was no contest. So that showed me all I needed to see for the Sixers. It's over for them. It's almost certainly over for Brett Brown. And that's why I am laying the five-and-a-half points with the Boston Celtics here in Game 3. I think this is a sweep. Bust out the brooms. And the Celtics will advance to the second round in what should be a very appealing matchup with the Toronto Raptors. Boston minus five and a half in game three. And I like another angle here. I'm also going to go back to another team total. And I'm going to play the Boston Celtics team total over 111 and a half. You can get 111 at our sponsor, Bet Online. Uh, minus 115, the juice there. And and I think this is totally correlated. Where if you like Boston, it's going to be very similar to what we saw at the end of Game 2. Where the Sixers just completely tapped out. And when you tap out, the defense is going to go, right? Because defense is what we all expect in the playoffs. We expect effort, motivation, energy, intensity to all be high. Well, right now, none of that is high for the Sixers. So not only do we expect Boston to roll through this game... But I expect Boston to get a lot of easy baskets as well. And I think we're going to see a Sixers team that just does not have any sort of renewed focus, any sort of life whatsoever. And therefore, I think from a gambling perspective, the Celtics team total over, in addition to laying the five and a half, are the plays here. So two picks. Hopefully I can win them both. Only put one unit on the Sixers series price. So, if I'm right, and this is a either a short series for Boston or a long win for the Sixers, absolutely would, would be able to get out of here okay with thinking that it's a short series for Boston. And so that the Celtics win by double digits tonight and get a lot of easy baskets, probably end up scoring 120 again. Boston, team total over 111.5. Boston, minus 5.5, where I'm going for the third game today in the association. Let's wrap things up for the NBA slate with the final game in what all of a sudden is an interesting series, right? And it's the LA Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks. And, you know, in a weird way, we look at the Western Conference 
And, you know, we normally you think in the NBA playoffs, oh, one versus eight, two versus seven, they'll coast and, and move on to the conference semifinals. And, and in most years that's the case. But we have some very interesting low seeds in the NBA Western Conference this year. I think we all know about the Portland Trailblazers and what they did in those seeding games to get into the NBA playoffs. And, and also the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, let's not forget about them. And they certainly have the high-end talent to make this interesting when you can throw out Chris Stapps, Porzingis, albeit a game-time decision today, Porzingis, and uh, Luka Doncic. So Dallas wins game two to even the series at one game apiece. You know, and, and they do so pretty convincingly. You know, and uh, without, uh, in, in the other series, we talked about Denver and Utah is one that we think would be competitive, but maybe doesn't have the same sex appeal with the big names. And then you don't have Russell Westbrook in the Houston-Oklahoma City series, and Houston is still up 2-0, so that might be a comfortable win for the Rockets. The 1-8 and the 2-7 is kind of pretty interesting right now. And we have this series tied at 1. Dallas wins convincingly, as I said, 127-114 to in Game 2 to even up the series. Mavericks won the first three quarters, and then 29 points apiece in the fourth quarter. It was kind of coasting from there for Dallas. And Chris Stapps Porzingis played 36 minutes, appeared to be okay. He's been bothered by that heel. But he had 23 points and seven rebounds and went three of four from the three-point line. So I'd expect to see him out there. And having said all of that, I love the Clippers today. This is going to be a max play for me on the Clippers minus the five. Because one thing that the Clippers were consistent with in the regular season, while we talked about them earlier in our NBA portion here, as a team that, you know, how much did they care, right? It was all building towards the postseason when you get Kawhi Leonard, and and you make the move for Paul George. But they did not let any wounds really fester. And, and, And there wasn't really a lot of lingering pain for the Clippers in the regular season. 18 and 5 against the spread after a loss were the LA Clippers in the regular season. And so, I think that is something that carries over here. And I think we are going to see the Clippers make a statement. They got punched in the gut on Wednesday night. And Dallas was the better team from start to finish. And I had the Mavericks in that game. Plus the six, and never had to worry. But I think we see the Clippers punch back here now. Think about the top seeds that have had some blips early on in the NBA playoffs. The Los Angeles Lakers lose the first game against the Portland Trailblazers. They come back last night with a blowout victory. The Milwaukee Bucks lose their first game against the Orlando Magic. They come back last night with a convincing victory. I don't see any reason why the Clippers don't do the same thing. Because one thing that I think is consistent here 
with these favorites, and we talked about it earlier. Favorites have been profitable in the NBA playoffs, and I think it makes sense because there's no extraneous factors of load management or reasons to kind of take the night off. It's the playoffs. And so the talent, the cream of the crop in the first round normally is going to rise to the top. And while the Mavericks do have some high-end talent, there's no doubt about that, the Clippers are the best team in the NBA, I believe. And when that team loses the way it did on Wednesday, and it's a coach in Doc Rivers, who we know is going to have his team ready to go today, and I only have to give five points, I mean, I think this could be a 20-point win for the Clippers tonight. I do. So when I have that kind of cushion, and I'm only given five, and it's a team that, as I said, was really good off a loss this year, I'm going to lay five points. This is my favorite play of the entire slate in the NBA and the NHL. Clippers minus five in the NBA playoffs. We'll take a break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll get to some hockey, pair of games on the ice. That is coming up next. Sundays, Sundays, Sundays are coming back in the NFL with NFLSundayTicket.tv. You can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels are included, so never miss your favorite teams and your favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. From tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging, to simply making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore, so everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Wurzland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with the revolutionary TheraGun percussive therapy device when Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments and then he created TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim organic but still contain up to 30% filler, and these fillers are potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. Every product is USDA certified organic, grown in the United States, and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to help recover, body balm for targeted relief, and sleep tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep. And now through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all, TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragun.com slash bluewire. 
And we're back here on Full Slate, a Blue Wire gambling podcast. It's your boy, Greg Frank, flying solo on a Friday late morning on the East Coast. I record getting you set for the NBA. Well, we already did get you set for the NBA slate. We're going to go to the ice to wrap up our podcast now and talk about the two games in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The first round could end tonight, as we've already seen six teams advance to the conference semifinals in the NHL, and we have a pair of Game 6s in the National Hockey League, one in the East and one in the West. And so we're going to start in the East with the Philadelphia Flyers against the Montreal Canadiens. The Flyers are a minus-131 favorite total of five in this game. On our sponsor, Bet Online. If you so choose to look at the puck line, Flyers minus one and a half, you can get that at two to one. And if you want to lay a lot of juice on the Montreal Canadiens, plus one and a half, minus 240 to grab the Habs, plus a goal and a half. But I'm not interested in the puck line. Uh, I was going to look at a team total here, but instead I've decided to play the side. And I'm going to take the Flyers. Minus 131 on Bet Online. I took minus $1.33. Uh, as I said, I was my first inclination was to play the Montreal team total under 2.5. But then I saw that juice was all the way out to minus 150. So I figured, well, if I think the Habs are going to score less than three goals, then I absolutely have to think that the Flyers will win the game. The only initial hesitation I had there was that we did see the Flyers win game four in this series two to nothing and game three one to nothing so we've seen low scoring games kind of reign supreme here and so could Montreal win a two one one nothing game I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility when you have Carey Price between the pipes Uh, but at the same time uh, speaking of knowing your teams mentioned I'm a Sixers fan I ride and die with all the Philly teams and so I know the Flyers pretty well as well And this is a Flyers team, just like we talked about with the LA Clippers, that always responded off a loss. Elaine Vigneault, a very professional, you know, veteran head coach that always has his teams ready to play, it would appear. And even if they do lay an egg, it is not something that becomes a big, or at least it was not for the Flyers, something that became a longer losing streak. 9-0 in their last nine games off a loss for the Flyers, and we saw them lay a total dud in Game 2 of this series, Montreal winning that Game 5 nothing to, at the time, even the series at one game apiece. The Flyers came back, and they won one nothing. but the most important thing that I gathered from that is that they scored very early in the first period, five or six minutes in, Jake Voracek tallied for Philadelphia, and that told me that the Flyers were quickly putting the Game 2 debacle behind them. They would ultimately only get the one goal, but it would be enough as Philly, in their victories, has done a very good job defensively. 2-1 in Game 1, 1-0 in Game 3, and 2-0 in Game 4. Which is why, again, I was leaning towards the Montreal team total under at 2.5. If you want to lay $1.50, go ahead. I wouldn't fault anyone. I just think the Flyers' money line is the better idea here. Carter Hart who is one of the game's better young goaltenders in their three wins, has been very good as well. The defense in front of them has been strong. One minor concern, Matt Niskanen is going to be suspended for this game for a hit on Brendan Gallagher uh, from the Montreal Canadiens. And so Niskanen will miss the game. But 
honestly, he has been one of the uh, less important defensemen, I would say. For maybe not less important, but less productive defensemen for the Flyers in this series. So I don't think they're missing him as much as, you know, if you told me a week ago that Niskanen was going to miss a game, I might think uh, that might be a bigger concern. But uh, he really has not been very good on the blue line uh, for Philly. Uh, and, and the other reason why I like the Flyers, in addition to just their overall ability to bounce back, it was a very uncharacteristic Game 5 for them just from a team defensive unit. I know that Niskanen, as I said, has not been playing very well. But there were a few other lapses. Uh, Niskanen had a problem on Montreal's first goal. It looked like a uh, shorthanded tally. And then uh, there were a few other lapses throughout the game. Montreal ended up scoring five goals that were not good plays defensively. And, and really the bigger concern, though, I mentioned Hart. He let in some very uh, spe- uh, you know, suspect goals. And, you know, he's a young goaltender. He's 22 years old, just turned. So you could argue maybe some of that is bound to happen with a young guy playing for the first time in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, but th- this is the same guy that registered back-to-back shutouts in games three and four. So I'm inclined to think the Flyers bounce back. I'm inclined to think Carter Hart bounces back. And the biggest reason why I'm inclined to think the Flyers bounce back, they got their power play going in game five. And that is the glass-half-full approach. If you're back in the Flyers here, yes, uh, they lost the game, and now it's a game six, and it can't be any closer after five games than what it is now, three to two. But the Flyers entering game five were one for 20, I believe it was one for 26, one for 27, something like that, on the power play in the NHL's restart, going back to the round robin and the first four games of the series against Montreal. They got three power play goals on Wednesday night in a 5-3 loss. So they get all their goals on the power play, and they have been, I think, the better team before Game 5, 5-on-5. So if we can kind of mesh those two together, the way they played defensively in Games 1, 3, and 4, Game 2 was a total disaster. The Flyers just did not have it. As a Flyers fan, I'm hoping that is the worst game they play in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But if we mesh how they played defensively and in goal with Hart in games one, three, and four with the way their power play looked in game five. I don't have any reason to think the Flyers don't close this thing out. Montreal is making the Flyers work, no doubt about it. And they're a confident group after eliminating Pittsburgh in the Stanley Cup qualifiers. But the Flyers are the superior team and they have found other ways to win. Even when they don't have top-notch offensive performances, which they really haven't had at any point in the series. Mentioned their power play getting going. They still only scored three goals on Wednesday in Game 5. But the reason why I like Montreal team total under as well, if you do want to lay the juice, again, I, I would just rather take the Flyers at less juice. Montreal has scored 10 goals in their two wins. 5 nothing in Game 2, 5-3 in Game 5. Just one goal in their three losses. I mentioned the two shutouts, and they lost game one, two to one. So, which to me is more representative? Is it games two and five or games one, three, and four? I'm inclined to think it's games one, three, and four. Because even against Pittsburgh, Montreal was winning lower scoring games. They got some speed up front, but it's not a team that I think regularly in playoff hockey is going to score four or five goals. 
So I think another low-scoring Flyers win tonight. Let's call it 3-1 for the Orange and Black to move on to the second round. I'm going to lay the juice and back the Flyers. Uh, again, our sponsor book, Bet Online, has the Flyers at minus 131 in this Game 6 Flyers. We'll move on to the Eastern Conference semifinals where the New York Islanders await. Lastly, let's wrap things up with the game out west, and it is the Vancouver Canucks uh, against the St. Louis Blues. We have the St. Louis Blues, a minus-133 favorite to force a game seven. The Vancouver Canucks at Bet Online are plus $1.20 as the underdog on the money line, total of five in this game. Uh, and I'll just start right off the bat. Well, we mentioned the total. I, I will say I lean to the over in this game because five is such a low total in an NHL game that, you know, and we are seeing considerable juice, minus $1.41 to go over. But I lean that way because we don't know what the deal is with the Blues in goal. They went to Jake Allen in games two and, or I'm sorry, in games three and four after they got behind 0-2 in this series. And Allen delivered for him. But then Jake Allen looked more like the backup goalie that he is for St. Louis. And we ended up seeing Vancouver come back from a 3-1 deficit, score three goals in the second period, and win 4-3. So I'm not really sure what we're getting. They might go back to Jordan Bennington. St. Louis is undecided as far as their goaltending situation. That makes me immediately think the over is the lean on the total. But again, at minus $1.41, especially with a goaltender like Jacob Markstrom in there for Vancouver, who has been a rock for them really all season, I'm not interested in laying that much juice. And I mentioned Markstrom being a rock for Vancouver and Carter Hart in the last game that we talked about with the Flyers. Believe it or not, there's not a whole lot of goaltending situations that are rock, stop, rock solid, steady. The way you have Markstrom with Vancouver and Hart with Philadelphia. I mean, you had Tuka Rask like that in Boston, and then he opts out of the rest of the return to play. And, you know, Ben Bishop has not been playing for Dallas. I suppose Andre Vasilevsky has a, been a steady netminder for Tampa. And, and yes, Simeon Barlamov as well for the New York Islanders. But you think about a lot of these teams. They really split up their goalie reps quite a bit, so... And, it, and St. Louis is doing that now in the playoffs. So, it, you know, at a total of just five, if you are playing the total, I think over is definitely the play. However, I am far more interested in the side, and if you haven't guessed where I'm going here, I'm back in the Canucks tonight as a short underdog. You can get them at plus 120 at Bet Online, And this has been a series all about momentum. I actually backed Vancouver at plus 170 on the series price, so I'm hoping to cash that ticket as well tonight. I do think Vancouver closes this out. Vladimir Tarasenko recently left the bubble again for St. Louis. He was obviously bothered with shoulder injuries throughout the season. Came back, but it sounds like that shoulder is kind of rearing its ugly head again, and he had to leave the bubble. And so... Vancouver has, and the reason I backed them on the series price, more of an NBA thing, but I think still relevant in the NHL. Vancouver has the high-end skill up front that is better than St. Louis. And yes, St. Louis defense, and last year Jordan Bingington in goal, but now we don't have Bingington rock solid in there, even though he might get the start tonight. 
all of a sudden we it doesn't seem like we can count on St. Louis to keep Vancouver under wraps. And really, really we haven't all series. But you look at the skill that Vancouver has up front. I think we know about Elias Pettersson, right? One of the, Probably the best Swedish-born player in the NHL right now. Brock Besser, American, total stud from Minnesota, probably is going to be on the Olympic team in 2022 when the NHL returns to the Olympics. JT Miller, another American, having a career year for the Canucks up front. So we knew about those three guys up front, but they're also starting to get some secondary scoring. Tyler Mott has two goals for them in Game 5. And Bo Horvat, in the entire return to play, has been excellent for Vancouver. So they're putting together a very dangerous top six. And that was why I thought that would ultimately be too much. Their power play is one of the best in the National Hockey League. They got the American youngster defenseman Quinn Hughes quarterbacking that. But this has been a series all about momentum. Right? Vancouver plays a very strong game one. Never trailed in the game. Never trailed in game two, but St. Louis comes back from 3 1 down to tie it, force overtime, where Bo Horvat, who we mentioned, comes up with the game winner. So Vancouver gets out 2 nothing, and St. Louis has not had the lead in the first two games. St. Louis did not lead until the end of game three in overtime, where Braden Shen gets them into the series with an overtime game winner. Then St. Louis kind of takes the momentum, right? They win that game three. They get going. St. Louis did not look good in the round robin. It looked like Vancouver was firmly in the driver's seat. And then Braden Shen gets that overtime game winner in game three. And all of a sudden, the Blues have life, and they play their best game of the playoffs in game four. They win 3-1. They led most of the way. They outshot Vancouver 37-23. And we talk about high-end talent. Ryan O'Reilly, one of the best forwards for St. Louis, pours in two goals. So all of a sudden, now things are even again. And maybe the Blues are finding themselves. And the goalie change to Jake Allen looked like it was working. But not so fast. As I mentioned in Game 5, the Blues choke up a 3-1 lead. And it's three goals in the third period for Vancouver. And they reclaim the momentum to take a 3-2 series lead. Win Game 5, 4-3. And... I think that carries over. I think we get another game tonight where Vancouver plays the role of front runner most of the way. You're giving me a plus price on the Canucks. I think it's a little bit inflated just on the fact that all series long, I mentioned the Canucks were a hefty underdog. Well, maybe not too hefty, but still almost 2-1, to one, plus 170. I took the Canucks on the series price. Talked about you know the defending Stanley Cup champion. I think n- normally that's going to be just naturally people are going to gravitate towards St. Louis. But as I said, the Blues did not have their form in the round robin. And the Canucks had to play the best of five qualifier against Minnesota. The Canucks looked more ready early in this series to be playing Stanley Cup playoff games. Obviously, the round robin is an extension of the regular season for the teams that were good enough to make it there. So the Canucks got out early here. And again, right when it looked like St. Louis was taking the series over with a 3-1 lead in Game 5, having led this, uh, won Games 3 and 4 to get even, then the Canucks punch, punch back. And now we don't know who's in goal. It just seems like there's more consistency for Vancouver. There's more that we can count on. We know that Jacob Markstrom is going to be a rock for them between the pipes. We know that there's more depth for them up front, quite frankly, than there is for St. Louis, especially with Vladimir Tarasenko exiting the bubble. 
for the St. Louis Blues. You're giving me the Canucks on a plus price tonight. I'm taking it, hoping to cash two plus money tickets tonight on Vancouver. One for the Game 6 money line and one for the series price. Give me the Vancouver Canucks plus 120 on our sponsor, Bet Online, to close out this series against the St. Louis Blues and eliminate the Stanley Cup champions. And if I'm right on the Flyers and Canucks tonight, then we are on to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. The conference semifinals will be here before we know it. Before we get out of here, let's check in with our sponsor, Bet Online. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back in action, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, and they're all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champion Robert Ory. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's the promo code Blue Wire, bet online. You're online, wagering experts. That will wrap things up for me, flying solo here on Full Slate. My name is Greg Frank. You can find me and all of my gambling picks on Twitter at Undercover Greg. Everyone, enjoy your weekends, enjoy the playoff action, and of course, please play responsibly. <laughs>